Hello listeners, welcome to another episode on Rising Above Shadows of Abuse, Raza, with your host, Grace Hopper. Australian campaigner Diane Lucas helped to change the law in New South Wales, Australia. iNews, 5th of December, 9.20am, 2022. Request for victim's therapy notes in sexual assault cases invariably might affect them. Rape crisis in the UK. A charity wants the law to be strengthened in the UK. Miss Lucas says quite bluntly, I think a person might feel like they've been raped all over again. In 1995, the Australian campaigner went to jail for refusing to hand over the counselling notes of a woman who had been sexually assaulted after they were subpoenaed by the defence. She was locked up for six hours, but ultimately it led to a law change in the Australian state of New South Wales. The confidentiality of sexual assault victims' counselling notes became protected. This law is what Rape Crisis, a charity in the UK, wants to import to England and Wales. After warning, women are having to choose between jailing their attacker and seeking therapy for fear that their notes will be used by the defence to diminish their credibility at trial. Lucas said she has never regretted the decision. This is definitely what I would have done again and again. She said from her home in Canberra, Australia. Principle is that a victim's counselling notes from therapy earlier in their life or to recover from the trauma related to the current case have no role in the justice system. I know everybody deserves a fair trial and a fair hearing and innocent until proven guilty. I'm totally aligned with all of that, but I don't think that you can get that by putting down the victim, she says. Ms. Lucas refers to something that Canadian law professor Elizabeth Shee once said, that there is nothing that you can record about a woman's life that cannot be used to generate one of the myths that she's a liar and an idiot. In 1995, the request for counselling notes was, according to Ms. Lucas, a fishing expedition. The 67-year-old says, I just felt like the defence lawyers were using any dirty trick they had to try and smear a woman's reputation. Began working for Canberra Rape Crisis Centre, handling admin in 1989 and had no idea notes could be demanded until she found out at a conference in 1995. Upon returning to the office, there was a subpoena on the desk relating to a woman who had been sexually assaulted and whom the centre had helped access therapy. The woman did not want her notes to be handed over and the centre decided to refuse the subpoena in court. We had an envelope with us that had 50 copies of our confidentiality policy and we pretended that it was a counselling note and I refused to hand it over. I went over and spoke to my co-workers and slipped them the envelope because I didn't know what was going to happen and they took off. They left the court with the envelope and the magistrate basically said, stop those women, they couldn't find them. Although the magistrate was sympathetic to the issue and wanted to defer the decision on whether notes should be handed over, he wanted them to be left in court in the meantime. Miss Lucas was previously arrested for involvement in protests, she said, and so the magistrate sent her to jail. 
Even the police officers who had to escort her to the jail cell were stunned that the magistrate had actually done that. I must say, the police were really actually quite supportive. While Miss Lucas sat in her cell, her co-workers and a lawyer negotiated that the counselling notes could be left in court in a locked briefcase, to which only they had the access code. Two years later, Canberra Rape Crisis Centre received a locked briefcase back after the defence dropped its request for the notes. As a therapist, I would have done the same. Most women who have gone through sexual abuse open up because they feel they can trust them and they have formed a therapeutic alliance with a therapist. They open up because they feel they are safe. Most women who've gone through any form of sexual assault open up to the therapists because they feel they can trust them and they've also formed a therapeutic alliance because they feel they are safe. It's a confidential space. It's non-judgmental. And the therapist holds them in a secured space. Of utmost importance to note that clients, especially women, who've gone through any form of sexual assault, find it difficult to open up initially because they've gone through a traumatic experience. It takes a lot of work for the therapist get such women to talk about their experiences. What are your thoughts? This is a digression. I continue. In 1997, New South Wales became the first Australian state to introduce a law protecting the confidentiality of survivors counselling records. In 2010, the law was strengthened. The protection is not absolute. However, Notes can be requested post-charge with a judge determining what can be disclosed. Butler, CEO of Rape Crisis England and Wales said, the New South Wales model balances a rape survivor's right to privacy with a defendant's right to a fair trial. The model uses robust measures to ensure that private and confidential counselling notes can only be requested in exceptional circumstances, whereas the current legislation in England and Wales does not do enough to protect survivors, with many being subjected to intrusive and irrelevant requests for therapy notes, which are then often used to undermine them or question their credibility. As I earlier said, it is of utmost importance for a woman who's gone through any form of sexual assault to be protected by the law. And they are also entitled to the right of privacy as Article 8 of the Human Rights Law, 1998, states there should be respect for your private and family life. This means that the media and others can be prevented from interfering in your life. It also means that your personal information about you, including official records, photographs, letters, diaries, and medical reports can be kept securely and not be shared without your permission, except in second circumstances. It also says if information is inappropriately disclosed, the individual can take legal action for breach against the public body concerned. Not only must patient information be held confidentially, it must also be held securely. 
Failures to do so will also breach the right to respect for private life. What do you think? Police and Crown Prosecution Service have made some attempts to address the issue, but approaches to requesting counselling notes are inconsistent within and across the police forces. There is a model that works that would allow rape survivors to access therapy without the worry their notes will be used against them. We are calling for a new clause in the Victims' Bill so that survivors in England and Wales have the same right as those in Australia. The draft Victims' Bill, which is currently under consultation, seeks to improve the experience of victims of crime and the treatment they receive within the criminal justice system. In an ideal world, Miss Lucas will prefer absolute privilege for therapy notes. The legal fraternity has changed a bit, but we still do have judges and magistrates of the old, white men variety, who have their prejudices about women who are raped, she said. A sexual assault does make you just feel incredibly exposed. And to have your private thoughts that you might have shared with one person who is a counsellor, I think it will stop women from going and getting counselling. The UK government's Attorney General's office said the Attorney General's guidelines on disclosure have significantly enhanced the standard for accessing therapy records. We have raised the standard to ensure thorough and fair investigations are undertaken. The requirements to pursue all reasonable lines of inquiry and examine relevant information are ones that are set by statute and the revised disclosure guidelines follow the statutory standards. CPS, that is Crown Prosecution Service Guidelines, on pretrial therapy makes plain that victims should get the help that they need and that neither investigators nor prosecutors will stand in the way of this. Pretrial therapy notes will only be accessed in the rare circumstances that they are absolutely necessary to a reasonable line of inquiry. This ensures significant protections for victims while maintaining a fair trial. The health and well-being of victims is absolutely central to this approach. Has any of my listeners had any experiences in relation to this topic today? Can they leave comments on your thoughts? rising above shadows of abuse at gmail.com we would like to listen and share your views thank you i'm your host grace hopper for rising above shadows of abuse raza see you on our next episode thank you and bye for now be safe and be positive if you've got any questions or inquiries you can get in touch rising above shadows of abuse at gmail.com or our social media platforms rising above shadows of abuse at tiktok rising above shadows of abuse twitter rising above abuse youtube rising above shadows of abuse